0: Back in 1990, I met a girl from Olivia with a big smile. Eventually, I married that girl, and we had three kids. and have been married for almost 21 years, and I'm going to tell you all about her. Hey, what's up? My name is JC, and this is Life and Times of a Native Son. Um, episode, or season two, episode two. Um, I'm going to assume that a lot of the people that listen to this podcast, or probably most of the people that listen to this podcast, um, know, know me personally, or... Um, in, in some form or another, whether or not, you know, we still talk or, or whatever. We're still connected, um, through social media. Um, so you kind of know, I guess, uh, what's been going on in my life for the last, um, three and a half weeks or why I haven't done a podcast in, in four weeks. Um. For those of you that don't know, um... Uh, my, um, my children's mother and my wife of 20 years, um passed away Wednesday, January 13th, at about 7.30, give or take, um, suddenly, unexpectedly, and in a matter of about 45 minutes, we went from a normal family, doing normal family things, to... a broken one, um, with, the uh, trying to heal, and trying to rec- recover, and trying to do a lot of things, uh, trying to get back to whatever the new norm is gonna be, um, trying to figure out, you know, the grieving process. But you know that I didn't want to make this podcast about that necessarily. I wanted to make it about um, April and um, how how uh, we got together. Um, I think the, the first first time I saw April would have been sometime around eighty-nine, ninety. so she would have been 13, 14 years old, and I would have been probably 18 at the time, um, she's four years younger than I am, so whatever the math w- works out on that, um, but, um, her and her little group of friends hung out with the little brothers of my friends, and, um, You know, like little brothers, they think their big brothers are the coolest things in the world. And so whenever I'd be with my friends, um, I would see the little brothers. And some of those times, April and her friends would be with. And um, I didn't really know her very well. But I knew of her and my friends whenever we talked about, you know, for she ever came up, it was always... That girl from Olivia with the big smile um, She had a beautiful smile And I I think it, back then If you would have talked to anybody from where I was Who was out and you know part of hanging out with people They would have known exactly who you were talking about If you had said that girl from Olivia with the big smile Everybody would have known because her smile was beautiful I moved to the cities, like most people, where I came from, uh, or where I graduated from. Do You either move to the Twin Cities, or you move to St. Cloud, uh, which is where I am now. St. Cloud was always the B option. um, The cities was the A option, (laughs) you know. um, And so I moved to the cities. Um, And uh, living in the cities... Doing the things that you do when you live in the city, and uh, um, and then April eventually moved up to go to um, North Central Bible School. And if I if I back up just a little bit, um, April and her friends came to see me and my friends when we lived in the city, and like you do when you live in the cities, um, whenever somebody comes to visit, yeah take them to the Mall of America, or at least that's what seems like what most people that aren't from the cities want to do when they come to the cities, so we were at the Mall of America, and um, we had gone out to eat, and I remember sitting across the table from April, and there's other people with us, but she was like directly across the table from me, and it was probably the, the first time that I'd ever spent, like, real time with her, where, you know, you have a conversation with somebody, and you're engaged, and it's not just passerby, or what's up, or this or that, and um, I remember she was sitting right across the table from me, and uh, I was looking at her, and I kept trying, you know, when she wasn't, you know, when she wasn't looking, I kept trying to look at her. Um, but I remember you know, it not noticing her smile as much as her as her eyes. She had beautiful eyes and I don't know if other people noticed, but I did. Um, so anyways, You know, April had just moved to the cities and was going to North Central Bible College. And um, I remember she had invited or somebody from her group of friends had invited us to um, a North Central Bible College party. And it was kind of out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere as any place in the cities can be. Seemed like it was a long drive. Um, But uh, went to the party and she was there It wasn't like the parties that I was used to There was probably a lot less alcohol And um, a lot of people probably acting more drunk than they really were But um, yeah, hung out with April again And um, then after that we just kind of started running into each other over a course of about two years, um, and then, uh, um, July 4th, 1996, we're pretty much together every day since then, with the exception of, you know, vacations and work trips and things like that. I remember, you know, she lived in St. Louis Park and I was living in Minneapolis at the time. And this is when we were, like, you know, dating. And basically, if we weren't working, we were together. And that's kind of how it was. Um, but uh, I remember sitting on her deck, you know, drinking wine. And smoking cigarettes, because everybody in the early 90s or mid-90s was smoking cigarettes if you were in your 20s. And uh, we were out there, and we'd sit out there and drink wine and smoke cigarettes and talk about, you know, where we've been and our lives and how we got to where we are. And then about what we wanted to be. You know, what we wanted to be when we grew up. And I don't know. I don't know what I said. Who knows back then. You know, when I was in my 20s. I don't know what I wanted to be. I think I just wanted money. (laughs) But April. Um. She just wanted to be a mom. And be a stay at home mom. And, uh. I know that she said she also wanted to open a flower shop, but she said, you know, when the kids are gone, you know, if I have kids, when they're all grown up and out of the house and off doing whatever they're going to do, I'll open a flower shop, a little flower shop. and Just do that. <laughs> um but we got married in August, uh, 20th of uh, 2000, um, my, my, you know, my groomsmen were all, my, my brother, and <laughs> Troy and Matthew, and then, uh, my friend Schwab and Slody. uh, basically all people that I was really close to, and, um, April's Bridesmaids were her sister uh, Kimberly and Di friend Jill and her friend Erica and for her, all people, that really meant a lot to her in her life Um, we didn't waste much time we had our first kid a year and a month after we got married so don't think we got married because uh, uh, she was pregnant but we got had our first kid a year and a month after and and um, that was our daughter Clara, uh, and we had our family. You know, it was Clara and April and I for five years. So Clara was very special. Um. April got to really know Clara when she was little and be with her when I had, was at work, and they had a special bond. Together, I suppose, like you know, most mothers and and their firstborn. And Clara was like our precious, precious. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what word I'm looking for, but we love her, we love her so much, you know, and, um, and then I was in Detroit, and I got a phone call, I was in Detroit for work, and I got a phone call from April, and she said, guess what, and I'm like, what, and, uh, she says, we're gonna have a baby, and I was like, whoa, and she's like, I know, right, and, um, I was like, okay, cool, you know, we were cool with it, it was, it kind of was a turning point for us too, because we were like, alright, this is, now we're going to have our fa- uh, family, you know, we're going to have, it's like, one kid is easy, two kids kind of puts you in a different bracket when it comes to parenting, and uh, so, ended up being a little boy, my son Carter, and he's uh, a a lot like me, with his sense of humor, (laughs) so he tries to be funny all the time, and sometimes he succeeds, and sometimes he doesn't, a lot like myself, but he was a mama's boy, and he loved his mom, and, um, you know, at that point, you think, that's it, that's our little bow, you know, that's the, the candle on the cake, and or whatever, you know, we thought, that's cool, that's it, we're done, we got a a boy, a girl, and, uh, you know, we'll ride this one out, well, two years later, our daughter Chloe is born, um, and, uh, Chloe was, uh, and, and, and was an alpha, (laughs) Um, we had one cat that picked on both of the other kids And still was picking on the other kids Until Chloe was born And Chloe wasn't having it Even when she was You know just Barely big enough to walk um, And since then that She set that cat straight That cat is like the best cat in the world now um, But Both the kids were in school And Chloe and April became Really close again I am really close with one another and um, and we and we got our family. And Clara went to college this year and April and I dropped her off and you know, You know, one of those things. As a husband and a wife. That you look forward to doing. And at the same time, you know it's going to be painful. You know it's going to hurt saying goodbye to your baby. Um, We did it. It was chaos. Um, And we're driving home, and... Both of us just crying here and there, you know. Not that I I didn't cry the whole trip. But it was an hour drive, so we had our little periods of crying and telling Clara stories. And worrying about whether or not, you know, of course you worry about whether or not you prepared her. Especially prepared her to be in the the big city. (laughs) Um and then, of course, she was awesome and didn't have any problems, and so we kind of had settled back into this new, whatever the new normal was, with two kids again, you know, we hadn't had two kids in 12 years, um, so now we're back down to two kids again, 12-year-old and 14-year-old, soon to be 15, and, um, And then, uh, you know, this happens. And we're all kind of going through this thing. And I try to be strong and I try to be happy for the kids. I try to make things fun. I try to stay busy. I don't know where I am. You know, there's, they talk about the grief scale and I don't know where I am. I haven't got angry yet. I know that much. I feel like I'm kind of on the, um, brink of that. I've been in shock a lot and probably, you know, depressed, but, um, I've been sleeping on the floor. Or falling asleep on the floor in Chloe's room. And then getting up and sleeping on the couch. Our bedroom door is closed. Nobody's really gone in there since Wednesday, the 13th of January. So, um, don't know if that room will ever get used again. Maybe. Who knows? Um, but, uh my chloe she's the only one who still does tuck-in time and I was tucking her in the other night and she asked me if if i was happy and i said yeah yeah, yeah, I'm happy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm happy. And she said, you don't seem happy. And That hit. You know that hit me? I was like, shit. I gotta do a better job at at least pretending to be happy. Y- you know? Because. <laughs> well, you know, the kids are, have been so strong and so resilient. And I've just tried to run. That's been, I guess, my way of coping with It's just trying to stay busy. Um. April probably pissed at me. And tell me to slow down and be quiet. Because I'm still running at 7.30 at night. 8, eight o'clock at night. Doing laundry. For God's sakes. Laundry. Cooking. All this shit. Um and she probably be like slow down. Jeez, you're driving me crazy. <laughs> so, I gotta try to you know, be more happy. But um people have been amazing. And that's given me hope. You know, it's incredible the way people have been, people reaching out and it okay, and if and if if I haven't talked to you or haven't responded to a message that you sent, um, don't think that I don't see it because I do. I read it, and I probably, <laughs> I probably, I probably <laughs> shed a tear. Or I, and a lot. I know a lot of times I started to respond to messages and got about three words in, and then I was like. Didn't know what the hell I was talking about because in the beginning it was chaos and confusing, and I don't know what I said and who I talked to and a bunch of stuff. <laughs> but um, I did see it, and it meant a lot, and I hold it. And I'm not—I'm <laughs> I'm not deleting anybody's messages. Those I'll hold close to me. Um, I'll keep that, but. Uh, People have been awesome. And, you know, and I I guess I'll just close. And this is what gives me comfort. And I don't don't know if this will sound right. But what gives me comfort is I know that we're not in this alone. That my kids and I are not in this alone. You know, we've got people a lot of people that loved April that are here with us April's parents and you know brother and sister and, and then my family and April's friends and April's farmer's market friends and random people that she touched at the farmer's market people that I haven't talked to in 25 years April and I worked together 20 23 years ago at a shoe store at the Mall of America and I think I don't at, 8 or 9 people that worked with us 23 years ago showed up at the funeral people that I hadn't seen in 23 years were there and April would have been so happy to see so many of those people but now we're going to figure it out and it's not so bad because we're not alone Um, but we're still broken. Um, My kind of go-to when people ask me how I'm doing, you know, because you hear that, everybody says that, and my go-to has been, I've been better, but I'm, but I'm better than I was yesterday, and that's the truth. It may be, it may be a paper cutter thing to say, but it's the absolute truth every day gets a little bit better, and I'm living day, you know, I suppose we're living a little bit, maybe even a little bit more than just day by day anymore, in the beginning it was hour to hour, or moment to moment, hour to hour, and then day to day, and today we, we might be looking forward more than a day or so, so that's a big step too, um, but that's it, that's, that's gonna be, um, all I got, again, I want to thank you for listening. This is uh, probably as deep as I'll ever go on this podcast. I'm gonna, like I said, I didn't want this podcast to be um, all hardcore and serious. I wanted it to kind of be a fun place for you to come and listen to some crazy things that i and stupid things that I've done in my life. But like I said, you can't have a podcast called The Life and Times and it not be some some rough times. And this is about as rough as it gets. But uh, we'll get through it. This won't define us. It will only make us better. And um That's all I got. Um, My name is JC. And this has been Life and Times of a Native Son. Peace. I'm out.